Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. I wish I knew. We're going to find out a little bit more today at practice. Obviously, he ran and did some things last week, but it wasn't, you know, stopping starts and things of that nature. As of right now, well, he's going to do some things today as much as he possibly can do, and, and hopefully it goes well. Uh, we need him to say he's going to play or not play right now, and this is not has nothing to do with A&M or who knows or what. I really don't know right now. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. One hour down, two hours to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. Going to hear from Razorback offensive lineman Josh Braun. Thanks to Matt Black, Allstate Insurance, here in just a second. But uh, first, let's uh, squeeze in Jake and Cabot real quick before we go into that. What's up, Jake? Hey, guys. Good afternoon. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing great, man. Hey, man. Uh, first off, let me just say, uh, I just left Wisconsin, crossed into Minnesota. I dropped you guys, so I'm sorry about that. Uh, but the follow-up here in Wisconsin, I've never seen colors like that before. It's unreal. They're, they're like fluorescent, man. It's beautiful. Um, but anyway, that's not why I called. I called about the, uh, the whole mental health and social media thing and all that other stuff. The only social media I have is Facebook, and that's just to keep up with old friends and share funny memes. Like literally, that's all I use it for. I don't. I, I, I don't even like the premise of Twitter. I think it's stupid. I mean, to think that you can oh well, I'll follow this famous person, so somehow I'm attached to them or whatever, and I I, I don't get it, man. I, I I never have. I never will. Like I said, I I just have face. I, I'm I'm old, man. I'm 45, whatever. But I, I've got Facebook to keep in touch with old friends and share funny stuff, and 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 keep memories, you know. Uh, other than that, what's the purpose of Twitter? Help me understand why it's so important. Because to to recruit and all this other stuff. Because most people that get on there, the average Joe gets on there, think there's something special because they're following. You know, they, they're following The Rock, and, and The Rock might like something that they like or whatever. I, I don't get the whole thing. I don't get – do people really need to feel that important? I mean, is, is there is there something in our country that or in the world that people need that reassurance to, to feel good about themselves? So Some I have no do, problem Jake. with Sam. I, I, I got no – yeah, I know. I got you, but – I got no problem with Sam removing his. I understand it's a recruiting tool, but I mean, I, I don't see an issue with it. And and also the stigma of mental health, man. You know, we need to get away from the, the stigma that it's bad to talk about this kind of stuff. I mean, 22 veterans a day die from suicide, you know, because of mental health issues, because of PTSD, because of stuff like this. This is not, a, it, it, it's not something that's, that, that, is in a back closet that no one sees. This affects everybody. So if they're having mental health issues on that team and he feels like that's what he needs to do to help his, his guys out, his troops out, as I would say, then let him do it. Let him do it. Let him do his own thing. Don't criticize him for it. God bless him for it. That's all I got, guys. Y'all have a good day, man. Go on. All right. Appreciate it, Jake. Thanks for calling in, man. Uh, yeah, so we got uh, Josh Braun coming in, and honestly, we uh, talked to him, had a chance to talk to him about mental health and about players and about everything. So uh, let's go ahead and welcome in Josh Braun. Thanks to Matt Black, Allstate Insurance. 
Defensive lineman Josh Braun is brought to you by Matt Black with Allstate Insurance. Matt Black with Allstate can take care of your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, life, renters, and landlord insurance. Are you in good hands? All right, let's go ahead and welcome in the Razorback offensive lineman and the guy that is able to join us here on Out of Bounds each and every week thanks to Matt Black Allstate Insurance. It is Joshua Braun. And Josh, man, as always, appreciate you joining us this afternoon. How's everything going? It's going well. Um, could be better, but I'm healthy. Family's healthy. Got back safe. So, well, that's hey, that's the important thing too. And I know uh, you'd much rather be coming on here to talk about a win, and I think everybody would would enjoy that. But mm-hmm. you know, that game against LSU this past week, we'll dive into some of the specifics, but. Uh, as a player, I'm sure you're always about, hey, we're, we're going to go in, we're going to win. We have that confidence. But a lot of people were doubting you guys. Maybe after the BYU game, it's like, okay, well, this you know this could be bad because LSU's so good. It's a night game. But you guys really gave it your all and really held it to, uh, to a really close game at the end. Just How did you feel about the overall performance from you and also just the offensive line in general in this one? I think we did a, a good job. Um, during the week leading up to the game of handling all the outside noise, all the distractions. Um, it says something when you're not able, or when you are able to just block out any of the doubters, any of the, the noise that seeps into the season. And I don't think there was a doubt in anyone's mind at any point last week that we would not go out and handle business and come home with a win. And I think that speaks volumes to um, our coaches and our players, just our resilience um, in the face of adversity. And so just leading up to the game, we were, felt very confident. We knew that LSU was a good team. We knew that we are a good team, um, and we just need to prove it every week, um, especially on Saturday. So looking at just the offensive line in general, uh, the thing I saw was you guys got, it seemed like you guys got a lot more push in this game than maybe in some previous games. You, the the rushing attack seemed to be a lot more effective. You You were protecting KJ. Uh, for a longer period of time, and, and maybe that was just me, but did you feel like that this game was maybe a little bit different from what the previous games were as far as y'all just maybe getting it together, clicking it together? Just how did it feel? Because it looked like you guys were having a lot more success this time around than against BYU. Yeah, I would just uh, I would say that that just comes with our experience playing together. Um, I mean, we replaced three offensive linemen this season, uh, we replaced both tackles. Uh, I'm a new transfer, and we only returned uh, Bo and Brady from the starters last year. And so as the weeks go on, I feel like you'll see continual progress um, in, in our rushing attack and our rush blocking and just how we communicate. But there are definitely things we need to improve upon. Um, <clears throat> I mean, at the end of the day, we we failed to go and get the win. And so just as the weeks progress, we need to become closer as a unit uh, I feel like we did a good job of understanding LSU's defense last week very well, and we understood what was uh, sort of their tells and what told us that they were going to do the things that they were going to do. And so we just need to apply the same things we learned and the same strategies of how to learn the defenses to Texas A&M this week. So looking at also uh, the penalties things, which I know is something you guys wanted to work mm-hmm. on from BYU, still had – uh, a few penalties in this game. Was it maybe because of the false starts or whatever? Was it because of the crowd noise? I know it was your guys' first true road game. Was it uh, just some some nerves? Just well, what went into some of that and being there in Death Valley and being in that noise level and that atmosphere? Did that maybe have an mm-hmm. impact on some of the uh, pre-snap penalties that you guys were enduring? Yeah, I think definitely it was a combination of both, especially later in the game. Um, I feel like we didn't do a good job in, in crunch time scenarios and, and got to have them down so that we we didn't do a good job of handling the noise. Um, now that goes to show how loud Death Valley gets in the crunch time scenarios in third and long, third and short. Um, but you saw later in the, in the game uh, when we started the drive off with the two false starts, we were able to overcome it which speaks to our resilience as a team and as a unit. Um, but ultimately, we would have had much more success if we didn't start first and 20. Um, even though we ultimately did score a touchdown, we would have been able to do it quicker and more efficient if we just cut out the pre-snap penalties. And, and something else that I noticed, at least in this game, like we know KJ's an incredible quarterback, but it seemed like he maybe like settled in, maybe in the second half, really 
started being KJ. There, there was a lot of times where he extended plays with his feet and was able to hit the wide open man. And you know, Luke has had an incredible game. But uh, did you maybe see that as an offensive lineman with him that it seemed like he just was a lot more comfortable, especially in the second half? Um, yeah, I mean, watching film, it definitely speaks to that. I um, during the game, I don't really realize what's going on behind me. Um, just because I'm focused on my job and my responsibility. But as we watched film and I saw some of the plays he made, I was astounded. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what plays he makes this week and just the the craziness he puts on the field. Is, I'm excited. And Sam Pittman also made an emphasis, which I'm sure was frustrating for you guys too, uh, you know, the timeout situation where you guys didn't have any timeouts late in the game. And uh, he, he made an emphasis of saying that you got to work on getting to the line quicker and getting the play in and, and everybody getting lined mm-hmm. up. Uh, was that pretty problematic in this one? And what what leads to something like that? Is it just the communication coming through, or is it just a matter of the play and the noise level? Just uh, what all goes into that? Because Sam Pittman said that's something you guys are going to try to work on more this week. Yeah, I think we just did a we did a poor job of realizing the uh, snap clock, wh- whatever it's called. Do you, do you know what it's called? Yeah, the forty second clock, whatever play that's clock. called. Play clock. There you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We just did a poor job of understanding uh, when it started, when it ended, and we just weren't conscious of the time winding down. Uh, just because we were in Death Valley and it was so loud, that preoccupied our minds, and we were so focused on communicating efficiently and thoroughly through the noise that we forgot to take into account that the clock was winding down, um, which is definitely something that we should have been able to adapt to end game, um, but it's something that we need to be able to do better next week. Joshua Braun is our guest here on Out of Bounds, thanks to Matt Black, Allstate Insurance. Now, now, Josh, uh, another thing, too, when we talk about you know this game, and obviously you guys lost, it's, you guys wanted to get the win, that's what matters the most, but uh, as a team, no moral victories, but is there things that you can maybe take some confidence in saying, hey, we just went on the road into a hostile environment, against arguably the best team in the SEC, and we went toe-to-toe with them. Does that maybe give a lot more confidence to you guys heading into not only this weekend against A&M, but just the rest of the season in general? I would say that um, first thing, it makes us angry because, yes, we went into Death Valley and we played one of the better teams in the SEC, but we feel like we are the best team in the SEC. And we feel like we should have proved that Saturday and we should prove that every Saturday this season. And so um, in the SEC, you can't let games like this slip through your fingers. I mean, we, we had the ball three times in the red zone and had to settle for field goals in those specific drives. You can't go into Death Valley expecting to win and only convert 40% of your red zone opportunities into touchdowns. And that's... Um, that's on me, that's on the offensive line, that's on the offense. We have to execute better in those situations. Um, I mean, whenever someone says there's no moral victories, they always want you to admit that it's a moral victory. Um, And so, yes, although we we did some good things, we, we scored points on offense, we got rushing yards, none of it matters because we lost. Um, So I think going forward, Yes, it gives us some confidence that we played um, probably a top three defensive line in the SEC last week, and we were able to hold our own, but we didn't do enough to win. And I think that has to be the the thing that is underlined whenever you talk about anything we did well in the game. And next week, next Monday, I'm hoping that I'll be able to say, these are the things we did well, and we got the win, and we're going to keep on doing that. But this week, I can't. And so... That's just something that you always have to – that's something that's always going to be there because we didn't bring the boot home. Well, and another thing, too, just on a maybe a more lighter note, I thought it was a really fun <laughs> moment uh, that you had uh, Max Fletcher be able to get a fake field goal on that play. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if uh, you saw him on the sidelines or if you saw any of the game afterwards, but I don't think I've ever seen a punter more pumped up about a play. He was just fist-pumping there on the sidelines and everything. Uh, is, is that something that, not to give away anything, was that something maybe you guys had worked on when you see LSU and maybe how they line up? You're like, hey, this, we're, you were planning on going to run this at some point in time, and uh, or is it just an impromptu thing? Like, what goes into a pretty ballsy call like that in that situation to do it that way and also to see Fletcher be the one that gets the first down for you guys? 
Um, what I will say is we had practiced it. Um, we Everyone on the team felt confident that if the situation arose that we would run a fake field goal, that we would be able to convert it into a first down. Um, actually, we all thought he would score. Um, but they, LSU had some miscommunication and misalignments that kind of made it so we only got the first down. But if LSU had lined up correctly how they were supposed to, we would have scored. Um, <clears throat> it's funny because... So we all come off and we're going to settle for another field goal and we all got disappointed. We were going back to the offensive line area on the bench to talk about what's next and to correct the things we um, messed up on. And I'm sitting there and I can feel the fake coming. So we're all sitting there and I don't know if anyone can see because no one records the sideline, but <laughs> I actually stood up and walked over because I wanted to watch the fake field goal. And I didn't know it was coming, but I just assumed like I had a feeling that it was coming and so to see him be able to do that is just it's great it's just great to see. <laughs> it's a great memory for him and I'm happy for him yeah because I've always wondered you know like you get you're you're used to getting in contact with guys and knocking them around like the punter's not exactly used to getting hits I, I don't I wouldn't think like you know so that was kind of be always the funny thing of you know he did a good job with it didn't have a problem but I always wondered if I was a punter and I've like literally never get hit never have really been hit yeah. When I get the ball and I'm going up against that LSU defense, it's like, how, man, it's like, so it's just secured and, and to do all that, I'd be nervous as I, I'll get out. That's a good point. Um, I mean, two weeks ago, I got tackled. And yeah. the first thing I thought of, man, tackling get, tackling hurts. <laughs> I don't like getting tackled. And so I wonder what he, what's going through his mind. Um, but yeah, I'll have to ask him about that tomorrow when I see him. Yeah, yeah, pure adrenaline. I'm sure there's a lot of it that's going into <laughs> it as well. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, a, re a really cool play too. And I know, uh, you guys are turning the page now and getting ready for Texas A&M down in Arlington. Just uh, another quality team in, in the conference uh, from just what you've seen from them. Uh, what do you make of them as a team, but specifically uh, the defensive front, the defensive line, and maybe some of the challenges they'll pose? Yeah, they're a great team. Um, I think, what was it, two years ago, they had the number one recruiting class. Um, we learned a little bit about the uh, Southwest Classic, mm -hmm. right? We learned a little bit about that today. Um, we talked about how in the past 12 years, I think we're 1-11. And, and so that this is a big game for us. It's our second of three trophy games. Um, last week, we had to fly home, be on that plane for six hours without the boot, without the trophy that we went to get. And so this week, that's, that's our main focus. Um, they have a good defensive line, but... I think no matter what defensive line you put in front of us, the offensive line has to execute. We have to know our assignments, know their tendencies, their tells, and execute our game plan to its fullest potential. So I'm curious, have you ever played down in Jerry World at AT&T Stadium before? Uh, so, yes. Well, I was on the sideline and I played field goal. But uh, So I've played Texas A&M once, and I've played in the Cowboys Stadium once. Um, both of them were my freshman year during COVID. Um, when I played A&M, it was at, what's it called, Soldier Field, Kyle Field? Kyle Field, yeah. Kyle Field. It was at, it was at their stadium. Um, and then that, for, for our bowl game, we played in the Cotton Bowl. And so we got to play in the Cowboy Stadium. Yeah, so what, so what is that like? Because I, I go to the – it's cool that Arkansas goes every year because not every team can, you know, say that they play there every year and, yeah. and everything. But, like, as, as a player, you know, being in, in those locker rooms, being on that field, being in arguably the nicest – like football stadium in the world. Mm -hmm. What is that experience like compared to going to other great college venues, but you know, something a little bit different when it's Jerry world. I think the biggest thing is just the uh, visiting team locker room. Um, I think this year we'll, we're the home team yeah. technically, correct? Yep. So I think we'll be in the, the home locker room, but I mean, when we went to LSU, the locker room was very cramped. It was, I mean, it's a visiting team locker room, so they don't really care about it. Yeah. Um, but in NFL stadiums like that, it's it's you have much more room. It's it's just a nicer overall experience. Um, I mean, to be able to play in the stadium that the Cowboys play in is going to be significant. Um, I'm really excited. And also, uh, you know, going up against Texas A&M, you said you learned a little bit about the Southwest Classic and and some of the history there too. You know, Arkansas got the win a couple of years ago, and you know, kind of ended that losing streak. But you know, last year was such a tough loss which I know you weren't part of the team uh, for Arkansas last season, but 
Uh, that was a game that a lot of Razorback fans, and I'm sure the players that were on the team said, Dave, we should have won that game. Uh, has there any, been any sort of like extra juice or extra energy about, you know, kind of wanting a revenge from that game or to, you know, go out and make sure that the mistakes that were made last year are not going to be had this year to where they can make sure that they get out of there with a win? I won't speak on correcting mistakes from last year just because I wasn't a part of that team and I don't, um, honestly, I don't know what the mistakes were. Um, but I will say that we have extra juice just because we're coming off of two games that we should have won and we should have won handedly that we ultimately failed to do. And so we have a point to prove on Saturday and I'm hoping on Monday I can come back and say we proved that point. Um, but until we do, we're going to work as hard as we possibly can to achieve our goals. Yeah. So, uh, and speaking of another thing too, that Sam Pittman, uh, I don't know if he had a chance to listen to his press conference or even if you watch his press conferences or anything, but um, you know, today he talked about how he had deleted his social media and, and just talked about the, you know, the negativity that creeps in and even mentioned how sometimes he has to play counselor for some players. He mentioned Max Fletcher and kind of having to pick him up, even some of the offensive linemen. Uh, I didn't mention any specific names or anything like that, but um, it's just as far as him as a coach and the approach that he has with you as players, I know it's a different world than what it was 10, 15 years ago in the social media age, especially, but uh, what is, what is that like of just, uh, you know, having him as a head coach to try to pick up everybody and to make sure that, hey, you know, don't don't read that stuff, don't pay attention to that stuff. Let's just let's just focus on what's important right now. Mm-hmm. In today's day and age, I think social media is just a part of life, um, and so as it evolves and as college football evolves, it's taken a prominent role in both recruiting and, and fan engagement. So I think it's a good thing in the off season. It's a good thing for players to be able to talk to fans and show fans who they are outside of who they are on the field. Um, I think in season it gets a little. Mm, I'm not sure how I want to phrase this, but it can be too much if you let it be too much. Um, at the end of the day, it's it's social media. It's technically not something that's real. Um, people can tweet anything they want about me. Um, and it's not, say it to my face, but not in the way of, you'll never say that to my face, in the way of, you don't know who I am as a person. We've never spoken face to face. I'm not going to let your opinions make me doubt my character and who I am as a human being. And so it's very easy to to lose that it's it's a tightrope that you it's a tightrope that you walk um, when you use social media and there are many benefits to it um, but during the season it can definitely be a pitfall if you let it yeah because I, I think we talked about last time I was like I can't imagine you know the players and stuff because I had people going after me like on, on, on Twitter I was like <laughs> I didn't even play like it, and they're just so mean out there but you know emotions and you know some liquid courage and whatnot I'm sure people just get to firing up those uh, those tweets and everything yeah. but it's got to be a difficult thing. And then speaking of difficult, um, I was curious. So was y'all's flight home? Was there some sort of like, like issues? Like what, what, give us the background of what happened. Cause I kept hearing this stuff and I saw like KJ's Instagram story. Like what, what yeah. was the, what was going on there? I think KJ posted at five thirty six AM that we had just landed in Fayetteville. But yeah, so I'm a little hazy on the timeline of things, but let's say we leave Baton Rouge at 11. We we take off. Actually, no, I, I'm not hazy on the timeline. I texted it to my family. Oh, there you go. You documented it. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see here. All right. So we leave. Let's say like around 11. We get up in the air. We're going. And then I text my dad and my wife separately at about midnight, about 12:20. And they had come over the intercom and said, bad news, we're experiencing a little bad weather over Bentonville, so we can't land. And I didn't know this until later, but we actually flew from, Benton, from Baton Rouge to Fayetteville, and we're just circling the Fayetteville-Bentonville area, waiting just to find a place to land through the storm. Um, and so we did that for about 30 minutes. And so we ended up flying back to Little Rock because we had to refuel. 
And so when we landed in Little Rock, it was, let's see here, it was 12.45. So we land in Little Rock, they refuel, and then they come on and say, we just have to wait for the storm to clear for any way we can land in Fayetteville. And so as soon as they said bad weather, I knew it was going to be a long night. <laughs> they were telling the players it's going to be about an hour, but I knew they were lying. And so I asked the flight attendant, I was like, hey, how, how long? Because they act like we don't have phones. Yeah. So they said it's bad weather. And then so I get a text from my mom, and she sends me the radar. It's kind of too bright. But you see there's a big yeah. storm there. So I go on to Google, and I'm like, weather for Fayetteville tonight. And it was from 1 a.m. to 6 a.m., between 80 to 100% chance of rain. And so I asked the flight attendant, I'm like, all right, what is, how long is it going to be? She's like, just an hour. And I'm like, I can see on my phone that it's going to be at least three to four. She's like, yeah, it's going it's to be a while. <laughs> and so we're sitting there. They don't let us off the plane because that would just be chaos. And so we're sitting on the plane. I stand up, start walking around. Um, and we just are sitting there for an hour before everyone's just – talking, standing, walking around for about an hour before we all just sit down and either try to sleep or just wait it out. And so I actually started a two-hour and 45-minute movie about an hour into our layover in Little Rock. And I finished the movie before we landed in Fayetteville. So we ended up sitting in Little Rock for about three hours. Um, let me see. What, we departed from Little Rock at 3.45 a.m., and then we ended up having to fly around Tulsa uh, because of the storm. And so we went Bentonville. Yeah. Little Rock's over here. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. My mom taught me how to do this. I'm trying to do it so y'all can see. <laughs> you got it. You got anyway, it. Anyway, so we flew around Tulsa, ended up landing. Let me see. We landed at 530. So we, we landed in Bentonville about 530. And then, you know, we have the 30-minute bus ride from the Benville Airport to our facility. And then by that time, I was starving. So when we got home, and my wife was actually driving from, well, she was sleeping in her hotel room in Baton Rouge, about to drive home to Fayetteville. So I didn't have a car, so I hopped on a, uh, a little spin scooter uh, that I take to class sometimes. Me and Hudson Clark ride these scooters around campus. Anyway, uh, so I hop on a scooter, go to Cronuts Donuts here in Fayetteville for a... Uh, <laughs> just food because Chick-fil-A was closed and that's one of the only places on my way home and so I didn't get home till 7.30 in the morning and then I didn't get falling asleep until 8.30 in the morning jeez yeah that sounds like a nightmare yeah. scenario like have you got your sleep <laughs> schedule back like I mean because that would throw me no. off completely yeah so I was I was laying in bed at 8.30 I tried to make like a little mask to cover my eyes I didn't want to nail anything up on our wall to block the windows because I didn't want to make holes in the walls that I have to fix when I move out. That was the main thing. Um, but so it was funny because I was laying there, and I laid there for about five minutes. And I was like, you know what? This is stupid. I'm not going to be able to sleep. It's too bright. I'm just going to get up. So I grabbed my phone, and I checked the time, and six hours had passed. Oh, wow. I was so tired that I just passed out and didn't even realize it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I, again, that's, I, I hate flying as it is, but yeah, I couldn't imagine <laughs> on top of that, like just playing a football game, you're already exhausted and just wanting to get home. But... Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's, it would have been um, it would have been a lot better if we had won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if it probably yeah. wouldn't have needed much sleep and everything. The, the yeah. yeah, the adrenaline would have been kicking in. But well, glad you guys made it home safe. I know uh, you guys got a busy week this week and mm -hmm. getting everything prepped, and uh, hopefully it uh, ends up being a successful trip down. So you guys, do you guys fly down to Dallas? I assume like kind of the same yes. concept. Okay, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get Actually, it might it might be quicker because. The bus that took our equipment from Baton Rouge got there about an hour after we did. Oh, wow. Jeez. Yeah, and it's a, what, a nine-and-a-half-hour bus ride? Easily. So. Yeah, easily. Yeah. yeah, I live in Little Rock, and it's a little easier to get to Dallas because I just get on I-30, like, which runs through here, mm. through Dallas. So I just get on one interstate and get down there. But from northwest Arkansas, it's kind of tougher to drive down and figure it yeah. out. Yeah, hopefully you're fine, <laughs> and hopefully uh, you have a little bit more success when it comes to the return trip, too, and... Uh, even if you don't, though, if, it's, if like you said, if it ends up being a win, then you can deal with it a little bit easier. That's for sure. Yeah. 
But Josh, man, as always, we appreciate you joining us. Appreciate Matt Black Allstate Insurance for making it possible each and every week. Good luck this weekend against Texas A&M, man. And we look forward to catching up with you next week and hopefully talking about a big win against the Aggies. Hopefully. I think we will be. Sounds good. good. All right, man. (laughs) Appreciate it, man. All right, that was Josh Braun of uh, Allstate, Matt Black Allstate Insurance, making it possible each and every Tuesday right here on Out of Bounds. We'll take another break and come back with more Trigger Tuesday, so stay with us. the shooter pat bradley on morning mayhem presented by bradford marine and atv with six statewide locations it's riding season visit bradford marine and atv and check out the can-am Riker motorcycle stop by today for the best in-store inventory and discount prices view all the inventory online at bradfordmarine.com this is sports center Arkansas head coach Sam Pittman spoke to the media yesterday about turning the page from LSU to Texas A&M. During the conference, he mentioned freshman tight end Luke has his growing role. Luke himself catches the ball incredible, and uh, he can run, you know, so we continue to work on his blocking, but he's a big-time weapon, you know, running routes, and we're adding stuff for him each week. Saturday's kickoff versus Texas A&M is set for 11 a.m. Coverage will start at 7 a.m. on the buzz with the Hogwild pregame show thanks to Mud Connections. And the Arkansas Travelers return to action for Game 2 of the Texas League Championship Series tonight versus the Amarillo Sod Poodles. It's winner go home as the Travs trail in the three-game series one to nothing. First pitch is set for 7.05. Coverage can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Chevrolet in Jacksonville is going beyond the competition to change your current vehicle situation with Guatney's exclusive loan and lease termination program. I need your current payment, your keys, and your signature. Call 501-982-2102 and say hasta la vista to your current ride and payment with the help of Guatney's loan and lease termination program. Regardless of your current financial situation, I swear I will approve everyone. Rates as low as Zero percent on new Chevrolets. Trade now and terminate your payments until 2024. Get to Guatney now. The loan and lease termination program is this month only at Guatney Chevrolet, 1301 TPY Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. GuatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. All voices are impersonators, but Guatney's the real thing. Shop Guatney Chevrolet once, and you'll be back. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Maumelle is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumelle at their huge new showroom on Maumelle Boulevard just off 430. Trey Schapp and Chris Shinnup with Arkansas Urology. Chris, it's the 19th annual kickoff to men's health event, this time coming to North Little Rock. Yeah, Trey, we've had a great month, and we're excited to get to our clinic in North Little Rock, 4200 Stockton Drive, on Thursday, September 28th. Gentlemen, 40 and over, it's time for them to get screened, is it not? That's right, and like our CEO, Scott Davis, says you come in for a free screen, and you might win a 65-inch flat screen TV. 501-263-0926 for more information sponsored by Baptist Health. In a world of inflated car payments and sky-high interest, Guadney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is taking their inventory to the nines. Call 501-945-4444. Get Sierra 1500 with the 5.3 V8 engine at just 0.9%. Plus, Guadney will double down with an additional 3250 off when trading in a 2009 or newer vehicle. Guadney Buick GMC hasn't left out SUVs. Get 2023 GMC Terrain at just 1.9% or 2024 Buick Encore GX at just 2.9%. And if you haven't noticed, the holidays are coming. So why not get all the way to 2024 with no payments for the rest of the year? Watney, Buick, GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. Watney, Buick, GMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade.
Brand. All offers with approved credit. Guatney for Buick, Guatney for GMC, Guatney for Life. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Out across the 20 to the 25 to the 30. Satania trying to get to midfield. He's across the 50. He's got a chance to go. Isaiah at the 20, the 10. Touchdown, Arkansas. A 53-yard punt. An 87-yard return, and there you have it. On 103.7 The Buzz. Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. Bet Saracen is as close to your cell phone. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app, or go to betsaracen.com. Arkansas, Texas A&M. Texas A&M is a six and a half point favorite. The over/under is 54 and a half. Arkansas State taking on UMass. And UMass is favored by one and a half. The over-under is 55 and a half. Thursday night football, Lions, Packers. Lions are a one-point favorite. Over-under is 46. Those are some of the lines that you can see on Bet Saracen. You can get in-game prop bets, specials. Look out for the double-R props. All college football, all NFL, combat sports, boxing, MMA, anything you want, Bet Saracen has it. For the most accurate and up-to-date sports wagering info, you need to be on the Bet Saracen app. It's simple. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app or go to BetSaracen.com. Be sure to check out the video of How to Play featuring Jancy Sheets. It's a Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds. Going to have a short segment here as uh, we ran along with Josh Braun, but it was really good to catch up with him and talk with him and uh, get an insight of what's going on with the Razorback football program. So we just got a few minutes, but I'll tell you what we'll do since we have uh, just a few minutes we know that we have one last qualifier for the Southwest Classic contest that we're doing thanks to Little Rock Tours as it's going to be two people with two tickets, a hotel room for two nights, and round-trip transportation as well as $103.70 to the winner for the game against Art with Arkansas and Texas A&M this weekend. So here's what we will do. If you want a chance to qualify for this, this is your final chance here on Out of Bounds because uh, there's only going to be one more qualifier, and it's going to be on Drive Time Sports, and the winner will be announced tomorrow morning on Morning Mayhem. We're going to switch it up a little bit different. We've already done first caller, but this time we'll, we'll do a little bit uh, more significant. We'll do caller number five. You know why we're doing caller number five? Because it's going to be the fifth time Arkansas has beaten Texas A&M this weekend in the Southwest Classic, which is sad. But if you want to be the final qualifier for here on Out of Bounds at least, call in, be the fifth caller, 501 661 1037. That's 501 661 1037. We'll get you hooked up with that as being the qualifier, and you'll have to listen in tomorrow and on Morning Mayhem when they announce your name. You're going to have to listen to the show, but when they announce your name, you have, I believe, it's 10 minutes and 37 seconds to call in to claim your prize. And if they call your name and you do not call in and do not claim it, they're going to move on to the next name. So you got to listen in to Morning Mayhem, and they'll get you the qualification. We'll get you the qualification, but uh, you got to be the one that ends up being called out on Morning Mayhem tomorrow morning. So we'll get that taken care of, and we'll take another break. When we come back, we will get your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. I know we got more of your phone calls and text messages to get to as well, and we'll keep it moving here on a Trigger Tuesday on Out of Bounds. So you better stay with us. Roger Scott for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union and their Casasa checking accounts. With Casasa, earn up to 6% APY, cash rewards with no minimum balance, and refunds on ATM fees. Stop by Alcoa's new branch in Sheridan and open a free Casasa checking account or apply securely online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. 
This is David Dunn with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Do you own or operate Max, Volvos, Freightliners, Kenworths, Peterbilts, or international trucks? We can offer you the same dealership-level computer diagnostics with highly trained and professional mechanics without dealership wait times and cost. Whether you're a municipality, fleet, or small business with one truck, come see why our customers have made us the highest-rated independent repair shop in Arkansas. Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Take exit 7 on I-440 or call 568-2180. MVP's bonus days are back at Lowe's. Shop the largest selection of Klein tools and get five times the bonus points. Plus, right now, buy a DeWalt PowerStack battery kit and get a select DeWalt Bear Tool free, up to a $249 value. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. Valid 918 through 929. Subject to change. DeWalt offer valid through 1011. If you order food for work, you know the drill. It's a whole bunch of needs and requests piled on top of each other. Make sure the food's on time and on budget. Make sure everyone's dietary needs are taken care of. Make sure everyone's happy. And that's why you should make sure you use EasyCater. It's one simple, reliable platform for all your food for work needs. Need to make sure food for work actually works? Simple. Make sure it's EasyCater. 100,000 restaurants, one platform. Order 24-7 at EasyCater.com. Justin Anchor reminding you that Serta Pro Painters is here to help you as we transition from summer into fall. And if you're thinking about doing something to the outside of your home, maybe it's long overdue, Serta Pro Painters is here to help. Have them come over, give you an estimate, and they can help walk you through the process of what it'll take to get it done. They can help you out with the color selection and everything else you need to get the job done right. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. For your home, for your business, get your place looking right with the help of my friends at Serta Pro Painters. Hi, this is Dr. Brad Schaefer. As a podiatrist, I can tell you no two people's feet are alike, which is why I recommend Dr. Scholl's Custom Fit Orthotic Inserts. They're customized for your feet, so you get a unique solution your feet really need. Not just a one-size-fits-all insole. They're clinically proven to provide pain relief for achy feet, knees, lower back, plantar fasciitis, and heels. Take the Dr. Scholl's Custom Fit Orthotics Assessment in Walmart today. Now in the foot care aisle. When my daughter gets a cold, (coughs) I have a secret weapon. DayQuil Kids Berry from Vicks. DayQuil Kids is specially formulated to treat kids' most bothersome cold and cough symptoms quickly. And the best part is that DayQuil Kids Berry tastes really great. Aren't you supposed to be resting? Maybe. DayQuil Kids Berry. The kids' berrylicious daytime congestion, coughing, stuffy head, stuffy nose, just for kids. Medicine. Safe for kids six years plus. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer has five service trucks available providing you on-site service to get you back on the road. If that doesn't do it, Stacked has a new state-of-the-art 13-bay shop for service and repair on all Class A trucks, trailers, RVs, light and medium-duty commercial vehicles, tires, brakes, AC, engine repair, transmissions, differentials, and driveline repair. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair. Get stacked two miles off 530 exit 34 in Whitehall. NFL legend Dan Hampton joins Morning Mayhem each week for a little football talk courtesy of Metro Towing and Recovery and Central Termite and Pest Control. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Trips left. That's into the open side of the field. Got a new running back in the game. They throw it short and it's intercepted. Inside the 25. That's going to be a touchdown. Arkansas picks it off. That is Antonio Greer. Transfer from South Florida. First action of the season into the end zone. Hogs are on the board. On 103.7 The Buzz.
Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds. We'll get to your Razor Hog updates presented by True Service. I'll, I'll admit, I'm Joe, I am so glad that I am in this studio over here by myself because for some reason the past, like yesterday and today, I've left my microphone on in here, like during the commercial break, about three different times, and I don't know why. And I'm glad I'm just in silence because it's like... If I was talking to other people, there's no telling the type of things that would be uh, heard over the airways. I got I got to like set myself a reminder or something like that. I don't know why I keep doing that. That's so annoying. But anyways, glad that uh, nothing out uh, went out there over the airwaves of any any sort of thing of note. And I wasn't watching any bad TikToks or anything like that. Jeez, <laughs> it's scary. That wouldn't go out over the air anyway, unless you have the sound blasting from the phone. Yeah, and it's like right up to the microphone, which, yeah, hopefully that wouldn't be the case. But man, it just, yeah, I don't know why it's been that case, but it's just been freaking me out every time I get done with the break and I'm sitting there and I'm about to turn on the mic. I'm like, oh, geez, it's already been on. Well, good. Just one of those annoying deals. But, uh, you know, hey, we were talking with uh, Josh Braun. He was mentioning how uh, uh, on, on air, on flights and everything, the the uh, flight attendants and everybody, go, oh, you're, it's only going to be an hour. And then he was like, yeah, we know better. It's going to be a few hours, right? And they admitted it. Uh, Nathan Monin. I actually tweeted at us and said, uh, which leads to our next question, why do they lie and say it's only going to be one hour when they know that is not true? That's very weird. So it's two different approaches with that. Like, there, there's another approach where you can say it's going to be four hours, but right away you know that there are going to be big-time complaints about it, and you know that in reality it's probably going to be a little less time, but you're given leadway there. Because they do that with airlines all the time. They say that flights are going to take two hours, 30 minutes, when they know in reality they can get you there in two hours, 10 minutes, and then they give that extra time. So when you take off, like say you're delayed and you take off late, once you get in the air, they'll tell you, all right, we're going to be there in two hours, 10 minutes. It's like, well, hold on. I thought it was 2.30. It was because they were giving that leeway and that extra time. Once they got delayed, they got you there in the amount of time that they could have gotten you there all along. Because the thing is, if they tell me something, I'm like, who am I to argue? You know, like, uh, I think it was on the flight when I was going to San Francisco uh, two years ago. Uh, they said kind of this is what you were talking about. Oh, it's going to be like a three-hour flight or whatever. And then we get on the flight, and then we're up there at cruising control. It's like, oh, the, the, you know, the wind speeds are, are actually uh, a little bit better than what we thought. And so we're going to arrive a little early. It's like, yeah, I guess they have the good, thank goodness for the wind speeds. Like, I, I wouldn't know anything different. I just assume that they know what they're talking about. But as long as you get there safe and sound, I guess that's important. But yeah, I think that that's probably uh, a lot of truth to what you were saying as to why they tell you one time when it may actually be the other because time. Because they, they don't want that pressure in working under certain circumstances where they feel like they are up against some, some kind of time limit. If they give that extra time, then if they get it done early, the people on the other end, they're going to feel a sense of relief. That's just mm-hmm. like... For example, if uh, if your power goes out for some reason, they say, well, it's going to be 6 a.m. when it comes back on, but it ap- happens to come back on at 1 a.m., then there's going to be a sense of relief from you on that end where you're like, okay, it came back on a lot sooner than we expected. Yeah, and then on the other case, too, maybe it's just about putting your mind at ease. Be like, oh, no, it'll just be an hour. And then it's like an hour goes by, and you get upset. You're like, oh, well, you know, it's just... Uh, so something happened, and we're, we're working on it. We're working on it. But then if you actually get up there in an hour, like maybe that's the best-case scenario, uh, you know, it works out. So, but, yeah, it's, it's again, I think it's just as long as you get there, that's what everyone cares about the most. All right, let's go and jump into your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! Oh, this is your Razor Hog Update on Out of Bounds, presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union, where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog Update, Sam Pittman met with the media yesterday. We already mentioned about the mental health issues that he's talked about with dealing with his team, but he also gave an update on Rocket Sanders and whether or not he'll actually be available to play against Texas A&M this weekend. I wish I knew. Uh, we're going to find out a little bit more today at practice. You know, obviously, he ran and did some things last week, but it wasn't, you know, stopping starts and things of that nature. Um, so, as of right now, well, he's going to do some things today as much as he possibly can do, and, and hopefully it goes well. Uh, we need him. and uh, But... 
to say he's going to play or not play right now, and this is not has nothing to do with A&M or who knows or what. I really don't know right now. But we do know that Rashad Dabinian, the other running back, had a nice game against LSU, and Sam Pittman spoke on him and his play and what can be expected in his role moving forward. Saturday is whenever I felt like he's in, you know, what we thought he was going to be. I mean, he carried guys, made yards on contact, made guys miss in the open field. Hopefully that's just the beginning of a whole lot of great games for him. I know he obviously had one last year in the, in the Liberty Bowl, but yeah, that that's what we see every day at practice and, and uh Hopefully we get him in in that that form each and every week. But I, I thought he played a heck of a game. Another guy who played a heck of a game was Luke Has, and his chemistry between himself and KJ Jefferson is really beginning to grow. Yeah, I think you see it each week, and he's playing quite a bit better each week, making more plays each week. The one the touchdown he caught down their sideline. He just went deep. It was a scramble, and he that was his assignment. He went deep, and they lost him on it, and obviously K.J. found him. But uh, I think we're doing a really good job with our wideouts. There was a time K.J. had already decided to throw the ball away, but Andrew Armstrong did a nice job in the end zone getting open, but K.J. had already, you know, he wasn't open by the time K.J. had decided to throw it away, which was a good good call on his part but I think we're doing a really good job with the scramble drill. Luke himself catches the ball incredible and uh, can he can run you know so we continue to work on his blocking uh, but he's a big time weapon you know running routes We and we're adding stuff for him each week. And finally, Sam Pittman knows what is at stake in going up against the Bobby Petrino offense with A&M. Well, he's obviously a great coach, and, and uh, you know, watching him, I think there's a lot of Coach Petrino, a lot of, heck, I, I see a lot of Jim Chaney, you know, uh, in him. Obviously, Coach Fisher, I think he's got a lot to do with it, too. I don't see a whole lot of difference in this year than what they were last year. There are some differences, but uh, they're still a a very physical running team. They've, they've adjusted some of their line from last year. But Coach Trino is one of the best offensive minds in the game, and uh, we respect him uh, a lot. And uh, they're doing a really nice job on offense. You know, I think the quarterback threw five touchdowns again in the first game, against, uh, Wigman against. Uh, New Mexico, so they're throwing it well and, and running it well. They're, they have that same staple of physicality that they've been using in the past. Arkansas, Texas A&M, 11 a.m. on Saturday. Looking forward to our trip down to Arlington, and it's going to be a great time. We hope to see so many people down there as we'll be broadcasting our shows live on Friday from Boomer Jacks there in Arlington. So looking forward to that. But that's your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. We will take a top of the hour update. When we come back, we'll talk a little recruiting with Dudley Dawson of hogville.net. You won't want to miss it, so you better stay tuned. At Southern Floor Coating, coatings are all they do, and they won't be beat on price. Factory-trained installers using the purest form of polyurea with UV stability for all your outside projects. When you call, you'll talk with a professional interested in your project, not a voicemail. Don't trust a fly-by-night company that may not be in business next year. Transform your patio, porch, or pool deck and call the real pros at Southern Floor Coating. 501-402-4912 or take a look at 